Espérate, ¿qué ha sido decirlo? Y sacar el largo. Balón para Papu. Papu, Ocampos, Ocampos, Ocampos. Gol, 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 Cuchillo, banda izquierda, lo puso atrás y ahí está Lucas Ocampos. Se reencuentra con la portería, se reencuentra con el gol. Y en esta segunda parte, donde no había pasado nada, el Sevilla mete, cierra de por medio. Mira el cielo de Nervión Ocampos, el autor del segundo gol. Sevilla 2, Granada 0. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Monty's Men podcast, episode number 37, I think we are today. Uh, Post-win there from Granada, Sevilla's fifth in a row, and I think six out of the last seven. So these boys are balling. Eddie, what do you think, man? How you doing? Uh, great. Much, much better performance than uh, what we've seen midweek from this team. Um, notably from Papu Gomez finally coming along, I think. And yeah, much better in terms of uh, generating plays and such and, and getting a win against, uh, you know, uh, Andalusian, a fellow Andalusian team. Um, you see Monchi pacing up in the stands there. You're wondering for what, because it was 2-0 at the time. And, you know, once they got that goal, you know, it, there could be some nervy moments at the end. But we came out with the win. Yeah, so... Man, firing on all cylinders, it seems like. And Papu, man, he uh, they gave him man of the match on my feed. I thought he was really good today. He was finding a ton of space. And we kind of had him in that, that 10 spot today, right? Like he was playing in that kind of 10 hole and just free movement, go where you want to. And he was finding a ton of space, um, set up both goal, goals, right, for Sevilla. Um, pretty much set up both goals and geez, unbelievable performance. Just great, great performance. Ocampos, great performance. Acuna, great performance. I mean, all three of those Argentinians, uh, were in on both goals and it's, uh, somebody on the board today, Argentinian party, right? Like it was just a, uh, just a party. They had their match out there just having a fun, fun time with it. So, um, Jeez, great game, great game. Sevilla pretty much dominated the whole the whole match. I mean, until the end there, when they got the goal back from a very controversial penalty, jeez. And what's that? Uh, what's that? It was a handball. It, yeah. prevented, it prevented the header from going towards goal, so it's a handball. But he was like two inches away from his head. Like True, but still. There was no way that was a – I, in my opinion, not a penalty. It's preventing a goal-scoring chance. I feel like that's Maybe. I, that's the only argument you got, right? Like, it was – he had no chance to react, though. I mean, his, yeah. you could argue that his ball, his arm shouldn't be out, but I don't know. His arm was in a – I didn't consider that an unnatural position. Like, exactly. it's just – I mean, it's a tough one. Thank goodness nothing else led to it because it would have been a lot of controversy, I think, after that. But – we had controversy. Oh, my God, did we have controversy. What the hell was happening, Eddie, at the end of the game, man? What was going on? 
referee called for a full time uh, a minute too early, a little bit prematurely. Um, and the Granada team immediately protesting that. It's like there's a whole minute left. Um, I, I, under, I would understand that completely. But he called it. He was adamant. It's like the game is over. Look at my watch. Look at my watch. The game is over. <laughs> um, and players went down the tunnel. I mean, players swapped shirts. Um, players were, get, were getting ready to get into the showers. I, I feel like it was over. Um, but I don't know how, how long that lasted, that whole confusion maybe about five to ten minutes uh we had to wait for Acuna to put his socks and and cleats back <laughs> on and we went they went back on the, to the pitch to complete the final minute of the game um never seen that in my life never uh, what a cluster man what a cl- I mean that's something like we were talking off mic there that's something you would see and Shindam brought it up on the board something you would see in like some rec league or you know third division U.S. soccer or something. I don't know. Like, you don't expect that from your top man or your top refs in La Liga. Like, it's just a – I'm very curious to see if they punish this ref. I mean, there's no way he should get another match the rest of the season. That's – it was that bad. Because just think – just think about what if, right, the what if scenarios. What if a player got hurt, Right. Players are now cooled down. They're off the pitch for five minutes. Now you bring them back on and somebody gets hurt and you lost them for months. Terrible situation that could have happened. What if Granada scored the tying goal? Like, Sevilla would have protested immediately after the game, I would think. I mean, it just unbelievable thoughts of what could have happened. Luckily, nothing happened. And that ref was not going to call anything. Like, there was a penalty shout for us there late in the game. Uh, or late in that, that – that I don't know if it was or not. They didn't show a replay of it. But um, either way, like, he wasn't going to call that. <laughs> he wasn't going to give a yellow card. That ref was not going to do anything. He just wanted that minute to go by. He wanted to blow that final whistle for the second time and just get the heck out of Dodge, man, because he was already embarrassed. He had to be embarrassed. Thank goodness for Acuna. Acuna. He, Acuna just takes the ball down to the corner like we've been begging everybody to do all year long and just wasted 30 seconds just dribbling the ball. Like, great, great extra minute just to see him boss it. And he was bossing yep. most of the game anyway, except for that penalty. That's the only, like, error that guy made all game. Unbelievable game by him, I thought. And he had the perfect supporting cast in that corner there. He had, uh, yeah, uh, Mudo Vasquez with him. He had Oliver Torres. So you know we weren't going to lose the ball for, for a good thirty seconds there. And um, good shot from from Tim. Acuna, yeah, been amazing this entire game. Uh, Tim was like, uh, I think Acuna will do something totally spectacular one day. Could go past five defenders and score. Um, even both sides of the ball too, like defensively, making it difficult for wingers to get by him. Like the guy is, is sticking with the, the the opposition, the opposition player. He never gives up. Hella strong on the ball too. So strong. El huevo. Like I mean, Acuna is is amazing, amazing signing. Um, I mean, I can't say any anything else besides that. But uh, yeah, our Argentinians today were, were on fire. Ocampos uh, finally getting a goal from open play in La Liga. Yep. Um, not scoring. I mean, penalty duties finally went to someone else. 
<laughs> as we've seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Ocampo's getting the, a goal from open play. Uh, I really and, enjoyed that for him. And that started from a, a, a throw-in. Uh, Acuna threw the ball into space, a, a Papu finding space like we were already talking about, going down the left-hand side, um, crosses it back into the box. Ocampo hits it. First time, right? I don't think he took a touch on it. He might have took a touch. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, great goal and good for Campos. I mean, he needed that. You could tell he's growing in, in confidence a little bit throughout his play. Maybe not on the PK that he took the other day, but his his actual physical play uh, just seems like he's growing in in confidence and he's starting to find more space. Uh, so hopefully that continues. I would love to see him get, get even more uh, shots on goal and, and goals throughout the, the game. Uh, interesting kind of lineup change, a uh, little rotation from uh, Lopetegui this game. We've got the back line, of course, didn't change. Bono's still in goal. Uh, but then he started Fernando and Rakitic, and then he went kind of changed formations a little bit, and he went uh, Suso, Acampos, and Papu, with Papu in that number 10 slot there a little bit, and then Luke de Jong start, started up top, and I thought Luke played really well and and made a lot of nice little short passes with Rakitic and, and Papu to create some space and do some good hold-up play. I thought he played really well. He didn't really lead to anything. He did get a chance there with a header from a, a novice cross that just missed wide, um, but good play. He got subbed off right around the 60th minute, I think, uh, and Nezri came on. Uh, to come to you know change the game up a little bit, but you know good good sixty minutes for De Jong today. I thought, yeah, some some classic center forward play. I mean, it's not always uh, a center uh, center forward's role to to, to score. Um, sometimes it's just to to set up your teammates and putting them in positions to score. Like uh, going back to going to that second goal, like his run. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure Papu kind of wanted to lay it off to uh, to cut it back to De Jong, um, but that run enabled Ocampos to get on the end of that as well. So um, his runs creating opportunities for others as well and the layoffs as well. Um, so great, great play by by De Jong because uh, I feel like he's much better in, in when we have possession in, in those kinds of games where we're going to be putting in putting in crosses. He's much better um, uh, with the ball at his feet. Uh, as opposed to Nessity, who's still who's still a bit rough, and I guess probably needs another uh, a full training cap in the summer to get up to speed in that in that regard. But um, I think it was it was a good uh, selection by by Lopetegui. Um, yeah, the game plan um, went his way, um, dominated throughout that entire first half. Some good spells um, didn't lead to uh, any additional goals, but um, still getting there. Um, like you mentioned that that. Navas De Jong uh, connection, uh, almost scoring their header just going wide, um, but really great play in that first half. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, Granada came out pressing high really early, trying to put a lot of pressure on the back. But you know, when you got class and, and Acuna, <laughs> I mean, it seemed like they could get out of pretty much anything. There was a little scary moment there where um, uh, uh, Suarez was. Uh, uh, putting pressure on on Bono and Bono kind of it was from a, a Kunde pass that kind of put Bono in a little pressure there early on and um, but I mean Sevilla did well got out of it so 
Man, yeah, just a, a great overall game. Ten shots total for Sevilla, four on target, two on target for Granada, 64% possession. Um, pretty much just a dominating performance uh, by Sevilla. Not not much different from uh, from the Levante game. I mean, Sevilla held the ball pretty much you know most of the game in that game. Uh, just not as I, I don't think there was as much fluid play happening in that match. But still, I mean, we had ten shots on goal or ten shots to that game as well. I don't recall how many on goal. I think it was only two on goal or two on target for that game, but, uh, sorry, three on target for Sevilla in that game. So, um, but Levante had hardly any opportunities other than that, that early, early Barty uh, goal or shot on goal. Um, but, man, how about that Inesri goal in that game? Uh, yes, because in that first half, nothing was, was working for us. Um, I was really uh, hard on on Papu because his his final ball was it was atrocious. Um, and it just wasn't it wasn't clicking for him. Um, we only had that good opportunity with Jordan in, in around the eighth minute when uh, Navas had that cut back to Jordan and uh, the goalkeeper tipped it onto the bar. Um, but besides that, we're just getting fortunate with Levante's giveaways because they definitely could have hurt us a few times because we weren't handling the ball properly. Um, but also we were wasting the recoveries. So it's it was a really mixed bag in that first half, but uh, yeah, great goal uh, by Anesity in, in that second half. Suso putting him clean through, and um, I mean I was still holding my breath until that go- that ball went into the net because Anesity sometimes uh, with his control. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> so uh, just seeing, I swear, if he if he didn't score there on that breakaway, I would have lost it. But uh, he came away with the goal number seventeenth of the season. Um, but, uh, yeah, Suso, he came alive in that second half. Um, I think we're still waiting on, on Papu to, to gel. Um, he played much better in the game today against Granada, but, uh, uh, Suso was, was very keen to, in terms of, uh, getting our attack going in that game. Um, and it has a huge influence in, in how we generate chances. Um, but also I have to mention Ocampos in that game, like his work rate, was was sublime. Um, tracking back is like sometimes he would like his understanding with Acuna, um, and he would just track back as the left back himself and recover the ball too. Um, so maybe not helping us in terms of going forward, but his his work rate is, is so underappreciated. Some not, not underappreciated, I feel, um, but like it's always there. It's always noticeable. Yeah, always running that guy. Always running. Um, yeah, and Ezri, man, that that goal was. It, what what I think was different between that that goal and his past like instances that <laughs> we can call him he he was patient right like he he didn't try to rush into what he was doing he knew kind of what he wanted to do there he he made the the keeper uh, come out and he just dribbled right around him and then he decked a, a defender uh, dribbling back towards goal put it on his left and, and scored it was just really patient approach from him and, and just a clinical finish and something that we've been looking for him to do when he gets one V one or, or that type scenario and man, just great finish. Um, yeah. So we have 57% possession in that game, 10 shots, three on goal, uh, only six shots for uh, Levante and one on goal in that game. So, you know, not as much possession in that game, but, um, yeah, so we had, you know, pulled it out 
we're hot, dude. Five in a row. I think six out of our last seven. Uh, sitting on 70 points with, what, five matches left to play, I think, right? Yeah, five matches left. Um, a big one against uh, Athletic Club next week. We're currently doing the business against uh, the other uh, Rohi Blancos. Um, yep. We won't mention by name um, because we don't really care about those three teams right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, we just just take it game by game. Uh, we're doing really well. We're, I guess we equaled last season's uh, point tally. Um, and just move forward from there. Our, our attacking play is, is coming along. Um, uh, Ocampo's getting that goal is very encouraging because I feel like it's moving, switching to the, the left wing um, kind of offset him a little bit as when he got used to the, the right-hand side with uh, that relationship with Nava. So switching onto the left, he didn't really get used to it and it kind of derailed his, his progress. So uh, he's just trying to re- recover his form and, and it's looking good. He's, he's, yeah. he's trying, he's plugging away. Um, so once he gets that, once he gets that, uh, that cut in and, you know, that typical Nolito move, once he gets that going for him, um, he'll be much more dangerous. Um, yep. But, uh, I mean, the, the league title is on, uh, we just got to do our job and, and keep winning games. Um, I mean, for me, just try to get third place, at least try to get third place and we'll see from there. We'll see. I, I mean, let's be honest. So today our goal of the season was accomplished. We wanted to to finish at least fourth in the league to solidify Champions League. That happened today. Monty said that earlier on Twitter, you know, goal accomplished. Now go enjoy yourselves and and shoot for the stars is basically what he was saying. Well, him and Rakitic both are saying that, you know, shoot for the stars. So, you know, there's no pressure on this team now. There's nothing to worry about. All you got to do is go out and play your best uh, football, enjoy yourself and see what happens. Hope for some luck in some of the other matches. But it, right now, third place is in Sevilla's hands. All they've got to do is win out, beat Real Madrid, and third place is theirs. There's, they have it if they, if they win out. So then all you got to do is worry or, or hope for some luck in, in the other matches, and you might end up winning a title. It, it, it got more real, right? Like with Real dropping points, it got more real. Not to jinx anything, but if the result holds up here, I mean, we're only three points out of first place if this result holds. So, I believe I we've been talking about is there a chance? I still say there's a chance. It's It feels weird this year. Like, it's it's a special season. Even though we didn't win any trophies yet, who knows, man? It, it could happen. So, <sighs> with all the drama of – Monday, Sunday and Monday that came out after our match, pretty much. Like, it, I felt like I was on Twitter for 48 hours straight Sunday after the match and then and into Monday after Perez's statements because we, we don't want to talk too much about this, but, the, you know, everybody knows about the Super League and kind of what was going on earlier in the week where it, it seemed like a few teams wanted to, to fleece – everybody else and create their own little league here and, and, and carve out their own little opportunity to uh, maintain their, their status in world football uh, without any real competition to worry about and just keep it solidified. I think that's the best I can say. Anyway, 
it it didn't have a lot to do with Sevilla other than Sevilla would automatically became the favorites to win the league title if these three left, right? Like, but we kind of got drug into the conversation because Perez on Monday night made a statement that the top three in La League are losing money and can't compete. And they need this league in order to compete. Well, you're top three in the league, one thing. You've always been top three in the league. There's, well, not always, but say top two in the league with Real and, and Barcelona. It's not, I mean, come on, man. How are you losing money? You're getting twice the amount of TV revenue as any other team. That's Sevilla, you know, an instance. You're getting at least double what Sevilla is getting. You're selling – Barcelona sold 2 million shirts in 2018. I don't know what the new numbers is. That's all I could find in Google. That's like $60 million right there. Like, there's so much opportunity for revenue with these clubs, yet you're still losing money. That's not on – football to figure out for you. That's on you to figure out and your finances and your horrible mistakes of signing players that don't pan out. Like that's not on us to figure out. That's on you to figure out, change your ways. Don't go and try to make a new league and, and buy your way out of your, your debt problems. Like that's not, it's not for us to, to, to be suffering from like, don't ruin these little small clubs that, that they count on the Real Madrid and the Barcelona revenue when you come to their town to fill up their stadiums to stay afloat. Don't put them out of business. Come on, man. Anyway, I didn't want to talk about it, but I got fired up there. <laughs> Eddie, what's your thoughts, man? Um, just to, just to move away from the whole financial aspect, because I mean, you can make arguments for both sides and in terms of the finances, but um, sporting wise, um, um, maybe just to touch on the finances a little bit, it, it says a lot when they needed six teams from England to, to participate. So they clearly wanted that Premier League money um, because definitely um, it's not, it's a mismatch in revenue between our top teams and basically every other team in, in the Premier League. But either way, um, yeah, sporting wise, I always felt like um, the way they had that format going, it was way too many games um, on the players um, to have a 20-team league and then still want to play in the domestic uh, leagues, it's, it's crazy. Um, so I, whatever format it's going to be, like, come on, take care of these players because if you're going to have matches uh, of that caliber, they're going to be more intense and, and more arduous for, for players to take part in, in a league as well. So you're, uh, a team that wins the treble um, probably plays 70 plus games a season. So if you're going to have a super league, they're playing 80, possibly 90 matches. That's insane. And in addition to, to um, international breaks, that's, that's wild. So um, there wasn't much thought obviously put into that. I don't think um, it was very impulsive. So, and it kind of, it kind of feels disrespectful now that they yeah. even attempted to do this. So um, that's what I, that was my initial reaction is like, why would the players be okay with this? Especially with FIFA and UEFA saying, no, you're not going to be able to play for your national teams. Like that was your initial reaction. Like why would a player sign up for this without negotiating a contract and demanding more money? And then you're going to end up back in the same position that you're already in. Like it doesn't solve your problem. Players are going to demand more if you're, if you're making more money, like I, I just didn't get that argument at all. 
And um, yeah, I, honestly, I have nothing else to add. I'm just glad that it, it folded as quickly as it did. Because um, who knows, maybe uh, a small detail could have uh, made made that uh, happen. It could have been a thing. I know there was teams that were already hesitant going into that deal. Um, and, and clearly it had nothing to do with the clubs. Um, it was all on the uh, the owners because that kind of, like especially like the English clubs with uh, the kind of ethos that they have, like uh, you're thinking about Liverpool and and Man United, like sections of Man United fans have been against this uh, against their owners for so long, and um, and these are the kind of decisions that they were warning us about. But um, we've kind of seen this in the works already with the money that's been uh, brought into the game, um, so it's kind of not surprising to see that they attempted this, and. We could definitely say that it's far from over. This was just probably a test run for them. They'll definitely have an attempt to do this in the future, sometime in the future. Will it be the same uh, cast of characters that will that will try to pull this off? Who knows? But um, either way, they can't be trusted. It's um, kind of funny. We, I mean, we asked Monty this question when we interviewed him back in October. You remember that? I think it was your question that that, uh, that you asked. Um, Basically, yeah. you know, what is his thoughts on the Super League? I don't remember exactly his response. It was very political response. You can speak on it because there was nothing official. Yeah. And to be fair, yeah, you couldn't really say anything on it because you don't know anything. Nothing is official, so you don't know whether to talk about what format it's going to be, what the finances are going to be. So it's it's all rumors, so we can't really say much. Yeah, very political response. But, I mean, jeez. Uh, Let's move away from that. It's not happening right now. I hope it doesn't happen. I, I like my football the way it is. One good thing that did come out of this, it seemed like football fans united, no matter who you pull for, or other, maybe not those teams, uh, but it seemed like most of the, the, the people on those teams or the fans for those teams were even pissed off. But for that one day, the two days, it seemed like all of football was kind of – together at least on the twitter universe of football it just seemed like everybody kind of pulled together and was fighting for the same thing and a lot of petitions and uh protest even at chelsea and and man U and uh some other places just you know protesting this decision so uh that's one positive i guess um moving on back to sevilla we got athletic club uh we don't play again until next monday we got a whole week and a day off there. So we play Monday, 3 p.m. Uh, at home again. So we're back at home. After playing three on the road straight, now we're at home twice in a row, which is kind of cool and unusual. But um, I guess we're making up for that Copa del Rey match, kind of. I guess that's why I got rescheduled a little bit. But anyway, whatever. Um, uh, Sevilla Atletico, they dropped their second in a row. Um Mm. So this time to Cadiz's B team, and uh, they're still second in the group right now, but they've got a huge match coming up against. Uh, geez, I don't know if I can say this team's name. I I always struggle. Temerciete. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's close. I don't know if I nailed it, but I was close. Temerciete. Anyway, uh, they're right behind us on the table, two points behind. Mm. Huge match Sunday for these guys. There's only. Uh, this match and one more left, so it, it's pretty much a must win. They've got to win this this game, yeah, just to control their own destiny here. Because 
Anyway, uh, and then the women, the women lost another tough one. They uh, lost to Rio Vallecano this morning, three to two. Uh, Claudio Pena and uh, Tony Payne, both on the scoreboard for for the women, but they just couldn't come back. They got done. They took the lead in that game uh, early. Early, on. like two minutes in. Yeah, it was a free kick um, that went onto the post, and I'm not sure if it was a handball or, or a foul that was called, but the a penalty. Got a penalty, and uh, Claudia Pina, uh, Barcelona Loni, who's been incredible for us this season, um, puts us into the lead. Um, and Rio answered back with three goals, and, and they scored a second right before halftime, which is always painful, always a full time to concede. Yeah. Uh, and they scored a, a worldly in, in, in the second half. And then uh, uh, Tony Payne's goal, that was an assist from, uh, from the goalkeeper. From the keeper? Um, yeah, from Noelia Ramos, uh, straight to Tony Payne. And no one's stopping her once she's on her on her bike. So she scores the second goal. Uh, but unfortunately, we can we can uh, gain goals after that. Uh, three two um, comments from the coach uh, Christian Toro because um, after a good result last week against uh, Atletico Madrid, it's like uh, not even uh, not last week. Even though we played well, uh, we played well again today, um, but we didn't get the win. So it wasn't too bad. Uh, it wasn't so bad not getting the win today because we still played well. Um, I kind of butchered that uh, that quote there, but um, we played well, but unfortunately the three points didn't come our way. Um, but it didn't didn't cost them any uh, places in the standings either. They're still in eighth, um, so it is what it is. I didn't see who they got coming up next. Did you? Up, sorry, up next is uh, Levante. Uh, Levante on uh, on Sunday. And, and and you were right about that uh, Copa del Rey. I'm not sure uh, what when they scheduled it, but I, I guess it's next week. <laughs> um, if I'm looking at the right schedule, but uh, as far as we know, their next game is uh, against Levante on Sunday, uh, 7:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1:30 uh, p.m. in Spain. Um, I'm not sure if I'll wake up for that on Sunday. Nope, <laughs> not me. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> early Sunday, early Sunday kickoffs are a bit difficult for me. Um, but uh, Sevilla women uh, keep on trucking. This, this is it's an impressive season already, and and you, the, you could just see in the performances that it's a very it's a very solid team right now, and they're making forward strides. Um, and yeah, to go back to Sevilla Atletico must win game next week. You win that, and promotion is pretty much secured. Yep. Uh, the the Barcelona. Uh, Sevilla women's Copa del Rey match is on the 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, it's a good opportunity if you guys want to try to check that one out. It's a little bit later in the day, so a lot of us will be able to maybe tune in on that. I don't know where it might be streaming. Um, I don't know who holds the rights to the Copa del Reina. Copa de la Reina. Um, damn, my apologies. I call it Copa del Rey. God damn, man. Toxic masculinity. Hey. It's all right, man. We all make mistakes. Me more than most. So <laughs> uh, I always do that when I'm like editing. I'm like, damn it. I said that wrong, but I don't want to take the time to recorrect myself by overdubbing it. So I'm just going to be an idiot and let it roll through. So it's cool, man. I'm not correcting you either. Um, man, good game today. Put me in a good mood. The ref pissed me off. I want to see what happens to him. I'm going to be 
I'm curious. I'm really well, curious. When, when, when doesn't an illegal ref piss you off? Come on now. <laughs> this is not illegal uh, we're talking about. This is true. This is true. Oh, man. I've never seen that. Actually, something similar happened in a DC United match last year. There was something crazy like that happened. But it was at the beginning of the match where a player, DC United fielded a player that wasn't, on the roster. Somehow they messed up and didn't put a player on the roster and they tried to start him. <laughs> and the ref, like, I don't think the refs caught it. It was the other team called it, like, right before the match and, like, made a correction. There was no penalty or anything for that mistake, though. And they had played, like, seven minutes of the game or something before this was called out. So it wasn't like the guy actually played time and there was nothing. It was like, a, oh, okay, just sub him off. And it, it wasn't even a sub used. Like, this guy played seven minutes, but it never as an official – it's never officially that he played because he wasn't even on the roster. So, wow, just total – and that's, a you know, the top league in the U.S. So, wow. Anyway, there's some crazy things happening in football. Um, but we, we move forward um, – we got the boys from San Mames uh, coming to town uh, next Monday. Uh, Marcelino's uh, uh, has some history with Sevilla, <laughs> but uh, uh, always has this team's drilled. And uh, I mean, hopefully they're hold, they're going to hold out this results. Uh, yeah. It's Atletico. Um, one one nothing, sixty six a minute right now. Let's see what happens. Uh, but yeah, on we move forward. We take it a game at a, at a time. We just got three points onto the next one, game by game. And then maybe we can make that uh, that future fixture against Real Madrid interesting. Dude, that that whole like day is going to be great for football. Great for La Liga. So let's hope that – let's hope it's still tight at that time. It's just going to be a, a great day. So um, anything else? That's it for me today, man. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's go win next Monday, and uh, keep the pressure on. What a what a streak these guys are! Shout out to the team. Shout out to Lopetegui. Shout out to everybody on the forums for commenting and just uh, had some really good conversation about the Super League and everything this week. Uh, talking about transfers coming up and just rumors and that sort of thing. So come over to the boards, chat with us. That's the best way to reach out to us. Uh, We'd love to have you. We actually got a new member this week. I just want to give a shout out. Uh, we got a, a brand new Sevilla fan this week too. And it all was because of the Super League. Uh, guy like was an Inter fan. He got pissed off that Inter was involved in this stuff and said, peace out, dude. I'm now pulling for another team. So welcome to the Sevilla FC bandwagon. I've never said that in my life. We've never had a bandwagon, I don't think. But welcome. We're glad to have you. And I uh, hope we gain some more, man. That'd be awesome. Screw you, Super League. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, shout-outs to, uh, out to Paul in Ohio. Thanks for coming on. Um, glad to have you on board. Um, yeah, man, we, we keep on going. Um, I mean, I guess Sevilla is a good example for, for the rest of the teams in, in La Liga uh, as an example in, in terms of uh, scouting, in terms of financing, and um, – in terms of their style of play, I guess. Um, Lopetegui putting on a good, building a really solid team here. Um, I think uh, you can see why he got the extension now. 
um, in terms of uh, how, was it, how we're progressing. It was difficult when we had the three competitions going, but you could definitely see that we're making four strides. So uh, I'm here for, uh, for, for the improvements. Uh, Papu Gomez settling in. Oh, Ocampos is finding his feet. Um, once he gets accustomed to that left wing position, it's, it's going to be it's going to be scary for for these La Liga right backs. I like it. I like it. So uh, until next week, yeah, man. Enjoy your week. Vamos mi Sevilla. Vamos campeón. Tiene que rubricarla, sellarla, matarla, meterla dentro Iván Rakitic. Ahí va el 10 del Sevilla. Va Iván va el Croata. Ahí va. Gol, 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 Silva, o incluso la pudo tocar, pero no lo suficiente para sacarla. 